0: I will call upon you to do a service
1: for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Hi, Armat. Thank you so much yeah. for agreeing to talk to us today. My pleasure. Well, mate, I wanted to start off by saying congratulations on this documentary. I've had a chance to sit down and watch it. It is an absolutely amazing documentary, so congratulations on that.
0: All right, that is really nice to hear. Uh, you know, that's a, you know, that's, that's a nice compliment. Thank you. I mean, I'm biased. I'm <laughs> in love with it. It's been a long emotional journey to get to this point. Um, I feel blessed to uh, have such a great filmmaker uh, and friend um, at the helm of the of the project and you know, I hope, I hope people give it
1: a shot. Definitely. I hope
0: they like it too.
1: Now I wanted to go right back to that beginning because you must have so many people come to you with requests about doing documentaries and things about your father. Tell us a little bit about how this idea was pitched to you and how you first started interacting with Alex about this documentary.
0: It's true. I I have been a fly on the wall for many many a director or producer um, or a production company that that would approach uh, my mother um, or even me at times, and I, I can't tell you how many meetings i sat in where you know nothing nothing happened. You know, it just wasn't the right vibe, wasn't the right fit. And I got a I got a call actually. I, you know, around my birthday, uh, maybe close to six years ago, from from Alex, and we've been fr- we've been friends for many years, and and he just said, "How come there hasn't been a, d- a definitive doc on, on Frank?" And I gave him some of the backstory of people who had, you know, been been talking about it and uh, circling the drains, and kind of just gave him uh, a snapshot of. Maybe, in my opinion, why things didn't move forward. Uh, but it was more of a cautionary tale of, of look, the best I can do is I'm happy to create, a, uh, I think, a a better environment for you to speak with, with Gail. Come up to the house, we'll have some tea, get to meet her. Um, so he's like, I'd love that. And I got a bunch of Alex's films and you know presented them to Gail. And I had always been a fan of Alex as a filmmaker, and I loved his docs. So uh, Gail also appreciated uh, the film, and I just kind of watched with, with a total smile on my face. A giant, giant sigh of relief because, um, you know, Gail really, really liked spending time with Alex, liked his creative point of view, his vision for the doc. Um, I think, you know, Alex made her feel really safe, which then made me feel pretty good, not only as a son, but as, you know, a producer on on the product. Um, uh, and I was shocked when my mother said, okay, Alex, if you're going to, if you're going to do this, you're going to need to have unfettered access to the vault. And that had never happened before. We rarely would ever take anyone into the vault just because we no reason for people to really know just how much media uh, we we have in there, and Alex was blown away, and um, and you know that that sort of began the the this this journey where we were we were very specific with Alex. Tell an honest story. It's your film. It, you know, we didn't want it to feel like you know some some film made by the family with an agenda right we were yeah. really cognizant of that and um it was important to us because frank was someone who fought for censorship and we certainly didn't want to, you know uh if you're going to give someone access warts and all to to you know what's out there uh it was it was you know important that we if he whatever story he was going to tell at least be an and try to do an accurate portrayal of a gated person, you know? And I got to say, Alex, I think does that. He doesn't hold back. There's stuff in there that's really tough for me to watch. Certainly the, the, you know, anything that touches on my mother and father's relationship, um, you know, uh, that's, that was, you know, Alan Jing <laughs> being the son of, uh, uh, and, Also, seeing my father injured, every time I'd watch a cut of the movie, I would just move in the knob, be reduced to tears. So it was a long journey to get to this, for people to see the film. I'm really proud of of the film. It's a very personal endeavor. Uh, And there were so many starts and stops. And, you know, this, this thing almost never happened so many times. So it's a miracle that it's even out. And I... Uh, I'm in total gratitude and appreciation mode because people seem to enjoy it and that, that makes me happy.
1: Yeah. You mentioned there that both you and Gail felt safe with Alex being in charge of the production. How important was that to you? Because I would imagine that that would be something very important that you needed to trust this filmmaker and do you think that trust was made a little bit easier because Alex was such a good friend for you?
0: Uh, yeah. I, I mean, look, uh, any director, you know, what they want is, a, you know, the, cut, the final approval because, you know, going on this journey. Right. So every director for that. And when you have something that's really personal, you know, it's a it's a big leap of faith. And especially when it's all the media it's in your fault it's all stuff that you are, are giving, you know, someone access to. So, so um, you normally keep under lock and key. And, and it's not like you can have him put a computer in there and just go through it one by one. It was a Herculean undertaking uh, that you have to feel safe from a security standpoint because you don't want them to meet out. And that's nothing really to do with Alex. That could be, all right, when well, we're preserving some. what are the protocols? So there's a lot of thinking that goes at bringing something to life um, that you hopefully won't be, be delighted by and and to make sure that the unseen footage unseen until we won't be able to see it um, so yeah it it that's why I can't stress enough uh, the faith that we had in Alex and team and, and Glenn and and you know you know our editor I mean it's just uh, um, you know, it, it was a, a uh, I will look back on the journey with total fondness, even though there are moments where I'm sure we all wanted to kill one another. Uh, but you know, you, you pull through because you know real real bonds were formed. Gail had every intention of you know beating her cancer, and unfortunately, she passed. And I can tell you that you know with every fiber of my being, I believe that you know she would have cried you know as hard and harder, uh, you know from from the balm. Uh, but also that uh, 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 I think a really great piece of art was made. um, It was just a great experience.
1: Yeah. You mentioned going into the vault and that Alex was blown away by what was in there. How difficult was that for you as producer and for Alex as director to go through everything and work out what could be used in the documentary and what wasn't because it sounds like that would have been a huge task just on its own.
0: Uh, well, I didn't put any limits on it. That's kind of unfettered access and, and the leap of faith but there's a, um, you know, my, my father was not about censorship and, and to have Alex tell the story that he wanted to tell, you know, he needed as a, as a filmmaker to find his story, you know, because you, you'll find certain footage that might push you into a different direction. And that, that was not my job. My job was to make sure that he had the accent and could have the leeway to find his story and tell And it evolved from the first edit to the, to the final cut. Um, and, you know, I just, I never, you know, I can kind of separate my, my personal feelings and emotions and do the job of a producer and certainly in the role that, you know, me and, and the everyone at APA to, to support him. You know? Yep. Uh, but there's so many moving, many moving parts. Uh, so, so, you know, it, it, it's, it's what they say. It, it takes a village to get a project, any kind of project like this made. And, and the, I think we all, for the most part, really pulled in the right direction uh, put in long hours, numbers of long hours to, to make this happen. So it's just wonderful that people can finally see
1: it. Yeah. Did you find that even for yourself, you were learning things about your father as you were going through this process and, and putting everything together? Cause I know for myself, I learned so much from this documentary. Did you even find that you learned things or discovered things that you didn't know previously?
0: totally and some of it was bittersweet some of it was absolutely hilarious some of it was so touching and and heartwarming uh it was a very cathartic experience for me so i i i mean not only did i learn new things i learned a lot of of new things and had just even a deeper appreciation um you know even old judgments i may have had uh for you know my father would tour I mean, it wasn't around, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And you can look at it around and, you know, I didn't have a father for those you know moments in time. But the flip side of that is it was working really hard to create this pretty magical world and a safe environment for all of us to grow up in. And, um, you know, I just made me look at my, my father differently a uh, father and, and how I would do things differently as a father. Because um, I have two kids, and and so that was that was pretty pretty great. I mean, the stuff that um, I really didn't know, I didn't know how much of a um, uh, I guess a <laughs> someone who liked to have relationships on the road. I I swear I thought that maybe my dad had a few relationships outside of the marriage, right? But no, he's full on full on rock star, and and I. You know, I, I just, I'm still trying to rationalize how my mother and father kept it together. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not emotionally capable of, you know, of, of having that kind of a, a marriage. But maybe they're more of all. I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, that part. Yeah, you mentioned that you got to see cuts. Um, throughout the the whole process of putting the documentary together but what kind of emotions were you feeling when you finally got to sit down and watch that final cut of the doco
0: you know the the thing that i was hoping that i was hopeful for before i cut because i knew i knew it was important to my mother i knew it was something that she um you know was was wondering would come across come across is the the life of a composer because uh you know frank was and he you he would play in a rock band and make enough money to hire orchestras to hear his music i mean he did such a strange unique um you know one of a magical thinking human being um i don't think there'll ever be another person like him I'm biased of course because he's my dad and he's my hero, but, um, I, I, my hope was compounded that I knew how much my mother hoped that the story of, a of, of what, what it's like to live with a composer and the lifestyle of a composer and to, to have people see him as, as that, um, that that came through. I wanted that too, but, but I also wanted my mother because I know that that was important. And, um, and I think that, like, uh, he definitely touched on among, you know, many things. Uh, and that makes, And I think my mother would be really, I know she would be, she'd be so.
1: Definitely. Um, I know we are running out of time very, very quickly. And it's been absolutely amazing to chat to you. I was just wondering if we could finish off um, by you saying, do you have a message out there for, Frank's fans before they sit down and watch this doco.
0: Well, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of Frank Frank's fans they'll definitely learn more, but I think I think they're going to see it. They're the ones that uh, you know are probably the first ones that are going to you know check it out. Um, and and those, if it wasn't for the fan base, they really helped preserve the media. You know, because we had a Kickstarter campaign. Because uh, the the stuff is just rotting, so I'm in total appreciation mode for the fans. First, thank you so much. I hope that uh, you like it and and that you're you're happy with the results. Um, because like we couldn't have made the film without you. There's that. Um, but I what I what I hope that the people, if they're new that are discovering the film, I hope that they. Um, uh, I guess can be inspired to stay uh, original and and to um, fight for their own artistic vision. Um, and a lot of artists that are on YouTube and even on TikTok and on, on Sia, you know, uh, I think that would have made my father, you know, so happy to see people just being able to express themselves with such, uh, you know, freedom. Um, so I, I think that if anything, I would hope that that it inspires more people to just celebrate, you know, their individualism and to to stick to their own guns and, and for their dreams. And, you know, um, I just uh, my dad was like a champion of artist rights. So I, I, I think that comes across. So I hope that answers your question.
1: Definitely, it does, mate. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us today. It's been an absolute honour. And uh, again, thank you.
0: Thank you for taking the time, and thanks for enjoying the film. And you know, who knows, maybe we'll speak in the future.
1: Definitely, yeah. would love that. All right, mate, you have thanks a great on. day. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Dave, as well.
0: Thanks, Dave. I recorded that if you made me to send you the...
1: Oh, I'll just awesome yeah that'd be fantastic yeah i recorded it here as well but just in case anything happened that'd be fantastic okay beautiful um and um i'll uh, see you uh, in a couple of seconds on the next one great awesome okay thanks Thank guys bye
0: bye it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper